Welcome to Data Protection Gumbo, episode 19, and I am your host, Demetrius Malbro, Chief Data Protection Chef. And Data Protection Gumbo is set up with the aim to expand the awareness of the IT industry by being a voice for protecting all types of digital information, whether big or small. And in the six degrees that separate the circles of storage, data protection, cloud, and backup and recovery, it all seems to return full circle to the kitchen as a diverse pot of gumbo. And today on Data Protection Gumbo, it is my distinct pleasure to introduce Mr. Steven Spellacy, Senior Director of Product Management within the Enterprise Data Protection Division for HP Enterprises, and also Gagan Bhatia, Product Marketing Lead within the Data Protection Division for HP as well. Welcome to the gumbo, Stephen and Gagan. Thank you, Demetrius. It's my pleasure to be here. Uh, likewise, Demetrius. Thanks for having us on today. Great, great. So I'm very excited to have both of you on. So let's go ahead and start off with a quick rundown of the HPE Data Availability Protection and Retention Portfolio. I'll take this one if you want, Goggin. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. We've, we've got a, a very diverse portfolio within information governance, information management and governance at HP. Um, the portfolio serves the needs of traditional backup and recovery, a cloud-based backup and recovery for both server and endpoint, uh, you know, PCs, laptops, mobile devices. As well, we have a plethora of technologies that help connect people and share information and also govern and manage information. Um, within the core backup and recovery portfolio, we have enterprise uh, data protection, and that's that's specifically that product is uh it's called HPE Data Protector. It's an enterprise product that has uh, over 46,000 active customers worldwide, um, some of the very largest customers in the world using it, half of the global 2,000, in fact. Wow. We also, yeah, we also have a, a, a new addition to our portfolio called HPE VMX, VM Explorer, a uh, short name VMX. And VM Explorer is a very focused... Um, virtual only backup and recovery solution, and that is targeted more towards the small, medium sized customer base. But that's actually a brand new addition to our team, and we're super excited about adding that into the data protection family. Yeah, Demetrius, let me add that. I mean, this is this is a really exciting time for us, and most of the uh, items that we have or products that we have in our portfolio, like Data Protector, Connected MX. Uh, we are targeting uh, for the upper market and for the enterprise market. And for SMB space, we realized and we saw that, that the market is growing really rapidly and customers are adopting virtualization, VMware and Hyper-V, uh, VMware vSphere and Microsoft Hyper-V. And that is the space where HPE is also, uh, you know, HPE is seeing that as a growth engine. So we, we wanted to provide something, an exciting opportunity for us to kind of enter into that market and then VM Explorer kind of fits the bill. Okay, great. So um, I, I guess let's let's talk a little bit about, I guess, how, how companies can modernize their, their backup and recovery environment. Since uh, about 75% of x86 architecture workloads have been virtualized on servers. And of course, that's according to Gartner. So how does HPE products approach 
modernizing backup environments and where is HPE headed in this space? I would say it's all about integration with the hypervisor and it's also it's also very much about integration with the infrastructure. You know, the one thing that we see time and again, whether it's an enterprise customer or even in a small medium customer, there's just it's the heterogeneous nature of that data center. It's everybody's storage and everybody's servers and everybody's network in between and then every variation of all of those things. Um, so being able to tackle the different types of workloads, different applications with the different requirements is really critical. And a lot of times not all, you know, not one tool can't do it all, but what you try to do is provide the appropriate integration points in your product to be able to address the mission critical needs of those typical applications, the Microsoft suite, the Oracle, SAP and such um, that our bigger businesses are using and, and really, you know, they put their reputation at stake. If you know if something goes wrong with those applications, that's how they make their money. So they look for technologies that can integrate in at, say, the hypervisor to be able to protect many objects, many VMs at the same time, many apps at the same time, or directly inside applications where they can get uh, granule levels of both backup and recovery and really the ability to roll back even down to a transaction level. Um, we're also seeing the emergence of, and, and we're uh, a, a very much a part of the, this uh, trajectory, the emergence of an, an, a backup in the infrastructure, if you, if you will, or backup awareness in the infrastructure itself. So there's a big focus on integrating with snapshot and right. replication technologies because you can't skin the cat just one way. You got in many ways when you've got this big mix or gumbo, if you will, of all these different flavors of applications and operating systems and storage uh, infrastructure, you've got to use everything at your disposal to get it. Whether it's physical, virtual, whether it's mission critical, traditional, whatever it is, you've got to use every tool you've got in your bag. I, I like I like that gumbo reference there, uh, Stephen. You you're kind of becoming a man after my own heart here. Yeah, well, sometimes you put a little spice in the gumbo and you spice it up, right? You do exactly. things that are a little different from the other vendors in the space, and the, that's the standout, right? One of our standouts is we, as a core uh, foundational sort of strength of our portfolio is information management, but it's also it's also analytics. So what we do differently than the vendors in our space do is we actually leverage that strength and, and make it a core um, element to our intellectual property, and it drives the decision-making at the backup administrator level, such as um, the ability to look ahead and find um, areas that are heading into a trouble zone that you can then proactively go and fix before you have a problem. We use this technology um, in our backup navigator technology, our backup navigator product, which is a uh, real-time um, ops and analytics technology that we use for backup administrators. And it really is a, uh, underpinning the decision-making of how our customers um, manage their backup and recovery in you know the small, the medium, and enterprise environments. Yeah, and absolutely. I mean, I think analytics is one of the areas where we are sort of uh, um, we're investing heavily into this, and we think that that we can get a lot of value out of it. So where analytics can help answer questions within the backup and recovery environment is that. Um, what as an organization, what results and reports are you looking to measure? Uh, the effectiveness of your backup solution, how are you measuring the success? Uh, can you identify protection gaps in your environment? And do you have SLAs in your place, in place uh, with your business groups, and uh, can you meet those SLAs? And can you meet those SLAs in future? Um, also, what reports um, are you looking to kind of detect any kind of resource conflicts that you have? How are you planning 
for backup and recovery resources in the future. So it can really help you gain the insight into the health and success of your backup process, resource utilization, as well as areas of optimization. And where, where the key area where analytics can provide a tremendous value is in predicting future resources, needs, and potential resource conflicts based on the historical data patterns. Um, I mean, I can give you some concrete examples of that. For example, uh, just enabling organization to predict when the storage resources will run out based on the historical data growth pattern itself is fairly transformational. Um, another area where analytics can shed the light is uh, look at the data traffic patterns that sometimes were either ignored or worst yet unknown for a period of time. So if, the, if an issue arises, what specifically went wrong? That's, the, that's where analytics can provide the visibility to the error conditions on the backup jobs and issues with physical resources such as tape libraries or drives or media issues on tape and disk system and, um, you know, better enable administrators to more precisely troubleshoot what's gone wrong and how to fix it. All right, Doug, and I, I am I'm curious. You you um, also threw in a word there that um, you know we have to kind of pull that word out and we we dust it off and then we we put it back on the shelf. But you mentioned tape, all right? And you know, <laughs> as a backup administrator, I, I started back in 1999. Um, well, actually, I started. Yeah, I think it was around 1999. So it's been it's been some time now. And you know, tape was, you know, the primary, you know, storage medium for, for backup and recovery. And now, you know, we have virtual tape libraries, you know, we have these, um, dedupe, um, data subsystems, we have appliances, you know, there's so many different options, you know, where we no longer have to rely just on tape by itself, right? So this backup nav- navigator product that you have so you mean so you mean to tell me that it's able to to do alerting and monitoring and so if there's an issue let's say with with a tape drive a physical tape drive then it's able to you know send an email or an alert you know to the backup administrator to uh, kind of say hey you know here's a problem you may want to take care of this before the nightly backup cycle starts is that is that a correct assumption or if not you know please uh, yeah. correct me no that's right on. That's exactly what it's there for. I mean, it's not just active event learning and, and notifications, but it's also um, really kind of guiding you as sort of like the headlights of your operation, giving you a dashboard and organizing how you protect by groupings of applications or infrastructure and seeing those kind of notifications saying, okay, let me drill down into that tape library and then let me drill down deeper into the drive and the media itself. Um, and it will serve um, statistics on capacity, on errors and such. And it will also show you history, as Goggin said, where you can start to see patterns, uh, overuse or uh, imbalance in your operation where you can say, look, you know, I'm running too many at one time. I'm overloading that particular part of my infrastructure. Maybe it's best to back off on this job, reallocate it to a new target so I can get the parallelism that I need in order to get that backup job done in the same period of time. Yeah. Okay, great, great. I, I appreciate that. So, can, can you give me a little more information? I know you know VMX or VM Explorer is is a I guess a new um, part of your portfolio uh, from a recent acquisition. You know, can can you kind of go into a little more detail about some of the the features and functions you know that VM Explorer you know has for VMware and Microsoft Hyper V virtualized environments? Yeah, I mean I. I'll tell you, the VM Explorer is, is a very cool product, and uh, 
it's just so easy to use. And you will hear me say this word again and again, simple, easy to use, easy to install, and it'll come out uh, many times. So it's really the installer itself is like, you know, this 35 megabyte file that you just install it and within 30 wow. seconds install this product. And the configuration is just a few clicks where you'll just set up an admin password and you kind of give a language that it supports four languages, English, uh, Dutch, um, German, uh, Italian, and um, um, Spanish. And you just select your language and then you have a web interface ready to go. After that, you just add your vCenter, uh, you add your Microsoft Hyper-V environment, and you're ready to back up. So it's really fast, very efficient, very easy to use, low touch. I mean, no special training required. You don't have to send uh, anybody in your environment to like, you know, kind of get that up, set up and running. It's just like when you downloading a software, putting on your machine and getting it up and running, it's, it's how, how simple it is. Plus it has some advanced features built in, like it has built-in replication. It has this instant power on uh, capability. So you have a, you know, kind of from any backup, you can just power on your uh, virtual machine directly from the backup. So no staging required. And then you can use the vMotion to back, uh, you know, move it back to your production environment. Um, it, it supports like wide variety of backup targets. You can have disk-based targets. You support tape. I'm using that word again. Okay. And then you have native integration with cloud, like Amazon S3, Helion Cloud. Uh, you have your Helion OpenStack or Rackspace. So you have a wide variety of choices available if you would like to replicate your virtual machine environment to the cloud for very, you know, cost-effective disaster recovery. And so this product is is built for uh, you know SMBs and it's just right for SMB and it's very affordable. You know, it has three edition. You have a free edition, so you download the installer that I just told you, and then you can keep on using it as long as you want. But if you want additional features, you can go to the pro. Uh, version and uh, buying or getting the license is very easy as well. Just go to the website, you give your credit card information, and then you get the licensing key, and then put the licensing in your 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 you're running a pro edition. And same thing for the enterprise edition, you just you know upgrade to enterprise edition and put the license key, and you're using the enterprise um, edition as well. Has snapshot integration with the EMC scale I/O. We're planning to you know, add the support for HPE storage arrays as well. So it gets, you know, you have the advanced features. You So pretty much you're getting the enterprise value at SMB price with this product. Steven, would you like to add anything else? Yeah, I would just say, excellent recap, Goggin, that I would say one thing that I feel really strongly about um, in the portfolio having this new product is that there's a completeness of vision across the two main hypervisors that are serving the virtualization market. They're, the feature sets are, are almost 100% consistent, whether you're talking about vSphere or Hyper-V. Of course, they have their subtle nuances. You know, Hyper-V doesn't support things that that uh, VM or vSphere does. But these these this consistency in the approach that the R&D team took to build a product that would satisfy both of those populations, different uh, different hypervisors, and then also give an advanced level of functionality to an SMB-style customer. Um, the other piece I'd say is, you know, this was born out of real-world 
um, solving real-world challenges. The folks who developed this solution, the company we acquired, um, they built this product uh, about six, seven years ago before they entered into market to solve real challenges with a very large-scale um, online-based business, web-scale, huge scale with thousands of virtual machines that they were backing up in their infrastructure. They had no suitable tool, and they didn't like the competition as an alternative. They went out and built it. They built it from the ground up. So it's 100% uh, homegrown uh, intellectual property, now uh, HPE intellectual property, and we are so pleased to have it in the family, and we're having an aggressive investment plan around bringing this product to market and competing with the best of the best in the space. So be ready, guys. <laughs> all right, all right. So I guess let's, let's kind of shift gears a little bit. Uh, that was VMX, VM Explorer. So I guess being able to analyze what you're backing up and – Having access to real-time intelligence is, is, is basically the key to being agile today um, in the data protection industry. And so I, I want to ask what, what is uh, huge is, is really being able to standardize, you know, your backup and recovery of data, you know, that's spread across, you know, multiple locations. You have tons of applications, you know, different types of storage platforms, et cetera. So can you tell us uh, a little bit about the uh, functionality of Data Protector. You mentioned it earlier, so can we go a little deeper into Data Protector? Sure. Um, Data Protector as a technology um, has been in market for a couple of decades. As I said, really large install base. Strength is more in the traditional um, physical applications, although we have full-blown support for VMware and uh, vSphere, Hyper-V, uh, Citrix uh, as well. Okay. Um, the the um, the technology from a modules perspective, we have uh, a focus around snapshot integration with all the leading storage providers, EMC, NetApp, of course, HPE arrays, um, as well as Hitachi. Uh, we have um, integration with um, today OpenStack clouds and support for Amazon. Uh, we're building future integrations to cover other clouds. You'll see those shortly in our um, announcements. Uh, the technology is. A hugely scalable platform. It was designed to support uh, thousands of concurrent sessions a day. Um, it, to give you an example, we back up around 50 petabytes of information every month um, within uh, the HP IT organization, or HPE IT, rather. Um, we also support uh, uh, the same operation for HP Inc., uh, which is now the other company that split from us. Um, this, this infrastructure is huge, and there's just hundreds of servers, and like I said, up to 50 petabytes of information being generated and needed to be protected. Um, so super scale is a, is a core uh, tenant of the, the infrastructure. We support up to a trillion objects in a single catalog and a single um, backup instance, which we call a cell manager. It, within that cell manager, you have a management plane that allows you to manage the product if you have multiple cells and you break up your infrastructure across multiple cells, we have a manager of managers, so you can manage across cells. Um, we have, uh, of course, uh, authentication integrations with Active Directory. We have um, um, mission-critical app support for every application you can imagine and a support matrix that is literally, you know, tens to close to 100 pages long in some of the, some of the modules supporting really diverse infrastructure from disk, tape, uh, network-based uh, applications, and, and, so, and, and many, many applications as well that I mentioned. Be beyond that, uh, the product has a traditional fit in the HPE uh, software family, so it integrates with other um, applications that we sell and go to market with in the greater uh, HPE family. 
Yeah, when we look into the customer environments, uh, Demetrius, uh, we see that uh, mostly in the mid-size organization as well as in the large enterprise organization, we see a wide variety of storage platforms, operating systems, different kinds of applications, some of them legacy applications as well that would would require to be protected. I mean, data, regardless of where it is, needs to be protected and right protection policy needs to be applied. And there is also a need for understanding the value of, of what you're protecting and where you're protecting. And that's where I think Data Protector excels really nicely is that it's comprehensive support metrics. And uh, Stephen talked about the integration with storage arrays, uh, snapshot storage arrays. We have integration with the HPE storage arrays as well as EMC storage arrays, NetApp storage arrays. Application-wise, we support like, you know, um, leading business applications, whether it's Oracle, databases, um, uh, you have Mike, uh, you have uh, Microsoft SharePoint, you have Exchange servers, you have uh, SAP, SAP HANA, Sybase, DB2. I mean, there's a whole list of applications that you typically see in a large to medium-sized environment, and um, the pro uh, running on different kinds of operating systems as well. You know, that that's that's where uh, it excels with his com its comprehensive support metrics that you can for the single solution you can protect information within the data center across the remote sites as well as disaster recovery. Um, you know, that's, that's where I think it, customers really appreciate or you know, finds the value of data protector, having a centrally managed data protection application as well as disaster recovery with a single solution within the data center across the remote sites. Okay, great. Let's, let, let me throw a uh, scenario um, out there for you. So if, if you have a company that needs more information, I guess more of an information management and governance type of uh, visibility on their stored data, and let's say maybe it's for, you know, compliance or, you know, regulations, you know, and it, it, it may be a bundle of, you know, some of your, I guess most of your products, but what, what product in particular uh, do you think or do you have that that would fit into this space for, you know, compliance and regulation and um, information management? So we have a great thing right within the data protection suite. We have something called Storage Optimizer, which is which is really a very focused version of data classification and data tagging as well as lightweight IT archiving, which allows us to look at unstructured and structured information, be able to analyze it and visualize the potential risks as well as the potential areas of optimization where you could save space, where you could reduce bulk in your infrastructure, and literally the capabilities to tier that information off to designated tiers. Now, the really cool part about that is it's a part of the data protection suite. It sits right in the same portfolio with Data Protector, and it even integrates in with Data Protector. So we actually have the ability to configure policy with an optimizer and be able to trigger backups within Data Protector and synchronize, if you will, uh, uh, the analysis of that information and then the movement of that data and then the stubbing and archiving of that data so that we can actually improve backup and recovery policy. Uh, th this is something that's critical, especially in the larger uh, environments we serve, where customers, one, don't know what they have, Two, have a lot of risk if they do know what they have, right, and they still need to get it out of there. And three, they are literally fighting the fight every day to uh, be able to have enough storage on the floor to be able to support their organization without having to go out buy additional arrays every couple of months. 
store the storage that's being consumed more often than not is related to backups and archives more than any other application in the data center. So being smart about what you protect, when you protect it, and where you protect it too is critical. Not knowing where what you're protecting is like you know walking around with a blindfold on or driving with a blindfold on. Optimizer is the again an enlightening product that literally gives you visibility into the data, the usage patterns of that information, who owns it, where it sits, and whether or not it's vital or critical to your operation. If it's not, you can configure auto classification policies and tear that data off. And then the next time you back up, you've got a much cleaner, more pristine environment, and you'll really reduce the backup window times and improve the SLAs around recovery. Yeah. I was reading an article on CIO.com yesterday. The article's title is Corporate File Systems Have Staggering Level of Exposure. And I think it's a security company that sponsored that article. And it talks about, you know, how uh, there is a, a huge amount of security risks associated with lack of proper permission to limited access of sensitive data, to limit the access of sensitive data. And they have, uh, they've done like, you know, a, a a wide range of survey and then where they found out like you know one of the items that i'm looking at is like 2.8 million folders or 70 percent of all folders that contain stale stale data that had been untouched for the past six months so i'm wow. getting this from the article i believe one the folder yeah told for the don't have they have stale information Twenty five thousand of user accounts with 7,700 of them, 31% stale, haven't, have not logged in for the past 60 days. I mean, that's, that's the situation that we are talking about. Like, you know, then we have a huge amount of data that uh, is untouched. Like, nobody's using it for a long period of time. And we're making copies of their data. So not knowing that we have this type of information in our environment is one of the big issues that we're dealing with in terms of, you know, heavy cost. Um, also, like, you know, lost productivity and slow, slowing down of backup and recovery process itself. So if we can shed light on this data, if we know uh, that we have this type of data out there and can apply policies, whether we need to dispose it off defensively, that's a term that we use, uh, to, you know, just to get rid of that information, but have an audit trail to know why we have removed this information. Um, and as well as we can move it to a an archive storage. When you can do that, you know you can improve your backup and recovery speed, and you can manage your uh, uh, you know storage effectively. And so storage optimizer is kind of a kind of first step we think uh, in the process, so just to know what's out there. And when you know what's out there and what is the value of it, you can you can apply right policies and you can improve your backup and recovery with that process. All right, great. So, um, guys, I'm having a lot of fun here. So, um, we're, we're kind of pushing up against the, uh, the time here. But, however, I, I do want to try something new, you know, with this episode. I've never done it before. So you, uh, both get, get, uh, get to be the guinea pigs here. I, I hope you appreciate it. <laughs> so, um, bring it on, man. Bring it on. Yeah. So I, I want our listeners to, to, um, to get a glimpse into the, the crystal ball. Of, of where you feel the industry is heading in the future. So, and, and this is going to be a question and a segment that I will, uh, title the data protection gumbo secret ingredient question. All right. So here's the question. So what is that one ingredient that you feel will spice up the gumbo of technology 
centered on innovation in the data protection, backup and recovery market this year and into the future. And Gagan, you can go, you can go first. I'd say analytics. That would be my, my answer to it. So I'm pretty, um, you know, where I think the value, the real value of analytics is, uh, explained a little bit more earlier in the, in, in the podcast, but okay. I would okay. say the greater insight through the analytics, analytics can assist organizations uh, with improved uptime and IT resiliency. But the ultimate end goal of analytics is to resolve problems before they become crisis and allow organizations to, you know, plan for backup, avoid any discontinuity in the service, and pretty much what that translates into more time for, you know, IT staff to work on the planned project instead of dealing with, uh, you know, backup-related issues. Stephen? I would say, Demetrius, I would say that technology is evolving so fast and provisioning of new technology is so easy with virtualization, cloud-based resources, that things have become so dynamic. And I think event-driven data protection is going to become a new, new, very, very exciting part of this uh, equation. And, and what I mean by that is that the discovery of new workloads, like the creation and destruction of workloads, the ability to, to detect a new workload on the network, be able to auto-protect it uh, when it's gone, be able to remove it from schedule, maybe put it under an archive state for a period of time. And then I also think the transportation between um, premise and cloud is also going to play into that nature of the dynamic workload, which is you may, you may see um, workloads get created on-prem and then moved across uh, based on policies around you know, available compute, things like that in the cloud versus prem, um, available network, uh, demand on a resource that's being starved that may need to go to another home. And I think so really it's that event driven protection, whether it be something that happens under your watch inside your premise or on its way out and into the cloud. This is becoming a big issue for a lot of customers. They're creating more and more virtual machines and more and more instances and they've got more and more storage. The changes and being able to keep up with the change management in the infrastructure, whether it's your premise or the cloud, is going to be a crippling, a crippling effect on anyone's IT. Having smart technology that's adaptive, that has brains, really to feed into what Goggin said, is going to be critical. Fantastic. Great, great. So, um, you know, hey, that's I only have one word. Amen. <laughs> you know, uh, th- thank you guys so much for uh, appearing on Data Protection Gumbo. I hope to have both of you on the show again in the future, and I really appreciate your time. I want to thank you for listening. I welcome your feedback on iTunes and ask that you provide a rating and share with your peers. Please follow me on Twitter at dmalbro and connect with me on LinkedIn. Together, we will be able to add to the innovation of storing data more efficiently and smarter. Have a great week.